You're listening to a Big Finish production. This release is dedicated to the memory of Jackie Lane. sun set on the roof of the world, and just above the Tibetan plateau, halfway up a snowy mountain, a strange sound broke the relative quiet. Any idea where we are, Doctor? The Doctor ignored Stephen and poked his head back inside the TARDIS. Shrugging, Stephen took in the view. Uh, bring out uh, my cloak, Dodo. It's quite cold out here and a couple of torches might be useful. All right. I'm not a skivvy, you know. We're on a mountain, if you're interested. Uh, more than just a mountain, dear boy. If you look over there, that... Uh, high peak in the distance. I do believe it's what the locals call Gangs Rinpoche, the precious jewel of snows. We're in the Himalayas. Blimey, it is cold. Here you go, your coat. Oh, thank you, my dear. Yes, that's much better. <laughs> Look at that view. Yes, my dear. The Tibetan Plateau. Enjoy it while you can. Darkness falls quickly in these parts. Speaking of which, Dodo... What? Oh, yes, <laughs> the torches. Uh, here you go. Did I hear you say we were in the Himalayas, Doctor? Yes. Judging by the uh, ones in sight, this must be Mount Jampa. Oh, really, that makes all the difference. Smiling at Stephen, Dodo allowed herself to be wrapped in the doctor's arm as they set off away from the TARDIS. It uh, appears to be well trod, so there's bound to be a path we can follow nearby. Don't religious people come here a lot? Hey, do you reckon we'll meet some pilgrims? <laughs> we may indeed, my child. Why would anybody want to trudge up these mountains? Many of the mountains in the Himalayas have holy significance for the Tibetan people. But uh, before we go much further, here you go. These should help you to acclimatize to the altitude sickness. Oh, great. Medicine. Just take it. We don't want you getting sick again. Not after what happened last time. Now, that's not fair. How could I have known? Oh, all right. Pass them over. Ah. Thanks. Thank you, Doctor. They may take a while to work, so uh, tread carefully.
The terrain somewhat hindered their efforts, and even after switching on their torches, the doctor and his friends made little progress. Oh, it does seem to be getting colder. Yes, uh, I think uh, perhaps we should find some shelter. They looked around, but all they could see was wilderness. What was that? Not something we want to meet. I think it came from... Yeah, over there. Doctor, look. A couple of hundred yards away, something moved. It was hard for the travellers to make out. It appeared to be a shaggy form standing upright, moving with a vicious prowling gait. It's very big. I'm probably very hungry. I think we can tick that off our list of things to discover, don't you? Yes, I, I quite agree, my boy. Discretion is the wisest course of action in this case. Hey, Doctor, you, you don't think it's... Well, the abominable snowman? Oh, <laughs> that's just a myth, my child. What is? Because that thing looked very real to me. Well, whatever it was... Let's not be in a rush to find out, hmm? The temperature is only going to drop further overnight. Maybe we should return to... Doctor, uh... is that right? It certainly is, my dear. A camp of some sort doesn't mean they'll be friends. My boy, this is Tibet. Even nomads are generally welcoming to strangers. <laughs> However, I suggest we first hide our torches, just in case. In case of what? Well, we... We don't know what century we've arrived in, do we? Oh, of course. That's smart. Hmm, maybe. But then we won't be able to see. Oh, nonsense, my boy. That campfire and the moon will provide all the light we need. And perhaps the warmth of the fire will make you less, uh, uh, crotchety, shall we say. Hmm? In the pilgrim camp, a young woman called Pima walked over to join a solitary figure who sat away from the main camp. He had a small fire before him, over which rested a small cooking pot. Pima, have you come to sample some of my fukba butter? I would be honoured, Master Odiana. Then please sit with me a while. Thank you, Master. Why do you call me master? I am no lama, merely a humble pilgrim like you. We are all equal on this path. That is not what they say in Thongka. It is said you have traveled this path once a month, every month, for the last five years. That you bring with you the wisdom of His Holiness, Wang Lobsang Gyatso. Some tell stories of Shigatsi where a new incarnation of the... Odiyana raised a hand to silence Pima. For a moment, he studied her face, as if questioning whether or not he should impart a secret. <laughs> Rumours are like mixed seeds on a wind. Nobody knows where they will land, nor what will grow from them. Only talk of what you know, Pima, not what other people tell you. Mm, delightful. For you? Thank you. 
It is very nice. If I may ask, is it true that you come from Shigatsi? Perhaps. Perhaps not. Does any man truly come from only one place? Perhaps I was born in the lotus flower as I appear now. Or perhaps I was born as a child and simply felt the call to tread the path of the second Dharma King. Perhaps both are true, or perhaps neither. All that matters is this moment. Correct, Pima. What we do now is all that is important. Who we are today. Then I know you are a wise man. Wisdom is only the correct application of knowledge. We can all be wise if we are considerate of what we have learned and how we share that. Oh. Approaching them were three people dressed in clothes quite unlike anything Pima had seen before. Who are they? Bandits? Calm yourself, Pima. Bandits do not approach so openly. They are merely pilgrims like ourselves. Although, I suspect, from a faraway land. Prepare the others for our guests. I will go and greet them. But... Go, get the others ready. We must welcome these newcomers as guests. Welcome to our small camp. I am Odiana Indrabuti. Uh, thank you, my boy. My boy. <laughs> How charming. <laughs> this is uh, my friend, Dodo Chaplet. And over there, still suffering somewhat from uh, altitude sickness, is Stephen Taylor. Uh, you can call me the doctor. The doctor? It's my preferred name. <laughs> then that is what I will call you. And uh, you, is uh, Odiyana the name you were born with, or one later chosen for you? This is the name I was given at birth, and my preferred name. Ah, you've had others. We all have many names and many faces. We let people see what we wish them to see. <laughs> well said, my boy. <laughs> well said. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> well said. Please, follow me and I will introduce you. You are pilgrims? I suppose uh, we could be called pilgrims, of a sort. Ah, as I suspected, you travel light, I see. Uh, we have a camp some way up the mountain, although I'm not sure we could find the way back there now. <laughs> uh, we, of course, have supplies there, but, well, in uh, this light... I have been joined by many, and you are most welcome to join me too. Perhaps the monks in the monastery will assist you in finding your camp tomorrow, once it is light. <laughs> a local monastery? <laughs> Excellent! But not just monks. You've got women with you. Doctor, can I? It's been ages since I've spoken to another girl. You are most welcome, Dodo. Please. Oh, thank you. You say uh, many have joined you. That is correct. Oh, strength in numbers, eh? <laughs> is there danger on the mountain? We saw a beast some distance away. A beast? Oh, you must mean the Mito Kangmi. Hmm. <laughs> Not a myth after all. Yes, they live in these mountains, although very few have ever seen them. But no, bandits are known to roam Mount Jampa, often taking travelers unaware. 
But as long as we keep to the path, then we should be safe. For the following hour, the doctor and his friends sat around the fire with the pilgrims, enjoying the soup and barley bread. Eventually, everybody drifted away from the fire. Dodo sat with a young girl, Kokamo. To one side, the doctor and Odi Yana continued to talk. Stephen noticed Pima standing a short distance from the main camp. Hi there. <laughs> Pima, isn't it? Oh, hello. Stephen is sullen. Sullen? Oh, <laughs> well, I suppose that's how it might come across. So sorry, I'm not great company at the moment. I'm not used to this altitude and temperature, I'm afraid, but the doctor's tablets have helped, and so has your fire. I have heard such things of strangers. You know, it's, it's amazing the way your own people have adapted to living here. It is a blessing we enjoy. And a mystery to us Westerners. <laughs> if you wish, I'll leave you alone. No, I am thankful for the company. Are the other pilgrims not enough for you? Oh, they are wonderful people. <laughs> Devout, interesting, full of life. And of course, Gokamo is very sweet, but... It has been almost a week since I left my village. And my father. I am not one for pilgrimage, but I seek the help of the monks at the monastery of the Second Dharma King. You see, my father is ill. And you think their prayers will help? Do you mock me, Stephen? Oh, no, of course not. I, I'm sorry. I think the cold's making me irritable, and Odi Yana's warning of bandits hasn't helped. We are quite safe. We have nothing they could want, except perhaps our food. But even if they took it, it would not matter. We will be at the monastery tomorrow. If they wish to attack us, they have had ample opportunity in the past week. Oh, that's reassuring to know. Odiyana's monthly pilgrimage is well known to all in my village. So when I knew it was time, I decided to join him. Better to have company for seven days than to brave Mount Jampa alone. The weather has been mild, but it is not always so. And no, Stephen. To answer your question, not to seek their prayers. They have the kinds of medicines I need, something the medicine men of Sankar do not. Then I am sorry to hear about your father. I didn't mean to make light of your position. No, I can see that. There is something in your eyes. They are kinder than your current manner suggests. Stephen felt his cheeks go warm and was thankful for the low light. So you see, Doctor, I am a student of the Tertun who has resided at the monastery for the last couple of years. Yes, and uh, a Tertun is a discoverer of spiritual treasures, these hidden texts you mentioned. The Terma, yes. It is said that the spiritual treasures were hidden by the modern Buddha, Guru Rinpoche, for the benefit of future generations. It is believed that every Tertun is an incarnation 
of the 25 disciples of Guru Rinpoche, and... You are not, uh, one of them? No, I am but a humble pilgrim. I provide the Turtoon with conversation, stories of life beyond the monastery, and he has much to teach me. You see, in his long life, he has discovered many new writings of the Buddha, and has thus gained new insight into the scriptures, which a mere pilgrim such as I... Ah, there's nothing mere about you, my boy. <laughs> what do you mean? I am but a humble pilgrim. Ah, just like I am only a traveller from a distant land. <laughs> oh, well, perhaps you are one of these Catholic missionaries. It is well known that they set up a mission in Tibet some six years ago. Hmm? Portuguese Jesuits, I believe. Eh, my dear boy, I am not a member of any organized religion. My church is uh, the universe. My only teacher is life itself. That is well. Although we are welcoming to strangers, we are a stubborn people in these parts. Our own beliefs are very precious. As they should be, my boy. <laughs> now, let me work this out. Uh, six years ago, Portuguese Jesuits set up a mission in Tibet. So that must make it the year 1630, yes? Perhaps by your Western calendar. For us, it is 1757, the male iron horse year of the 11th Rabjong cycle. And so you see, my boy, life is the greatest teacher. It shows us our differences, which we must all learn to embrace, hmm? Quite so. I would be more interested in learning something of your own people, Doctor. <laughs> My own people? Why, indeed, Doctor. There is something in your aspect that I have not seen before. And I have encountered many travelers from lands beyond Tibet, and none have been quite like you. That is uh, certainly true, Odiana. Yes, my boy. <laughs> you are quite insightful. Quite insightful indeed. A short time later, the doctor strolled through the camp, smiling to the pilgrims as he passed them. Spotting him, Dodo rushed over. Oh, oh, my child, <laughs> calm down. Isn't this a beautiful scarf? Gokamo gave it to me as a welcome gift. It's called a, um, oh, what was it? A, a car tag. It's very soft on the skin. Yes, and uh, delightful it is too, my dear. Did I see you talking to that Odianar bloke? Yes, indeed. Uh, we were talking about the beliefs of his people. I didn't realise you were that interested in the religion here. Oh, my dear child, how little you know of me after all this time together. The beliefs of my own people are not too dissimilar to that of Tibet. <laughs> oh, Doctor, really? It's just superstition, isn't it? Dodo. Only a closed mind would dismiss another person's beliefs. It might uh, surprise you to know that the teachings of Tibet have a great foundation in the basic scientific principles of the universe. Uh, they may not have the words for it yet, 
but they see many of the great truths of the universe. Don't look at me like I'm mad, child. But really, Doctor, truths of the universe? Let me give you an example. One of the basic discoveries of Buddha Shakyamuni upon enlightenment was the understanding that everything is interconnected. Every being, every planet, the wind, everything. Even by your time, quantum physics has discovered the law of vibration, has it not? Uh, I'm not really sure. Well, the law of vibration tells us that everything in the universe is energy, that everything is connected. It does. It does. It is one of the most basic laws of the universe. Everything moves. Nothing rests. We live in a sea of motion. Everything is an expression of the same thing. And that, my child, is what the people of Tibet call karma. Everything affects everything else. Cause and effect. You see, Dodo, it's all science. Religion, magic, just science one simply has yet to understand. Hmm? That does kind of make sense. I mean, if any of these people visited my time... <laughs> yes, exactly, my child. Do not judge another culture by your own. We have all much to learn from one another. Is that not why we travel? <laughs> I thought it was because you can't control the TARDIS. <laughs> no, my child. <laughs> Come, Odiyada can answer your questions better than I can. <laughs> Over at the pilgrims' camp, Stephen and Pima continued to talk. What a tale, Stephen! A city built high in the trees. I have not travelled outside Tibet, barely beyond the plateau, in fact. But your stories seem quite fanciful. Oh, they're true. Honestly. Since meeting the doctor, I've travelled to some strange places indeed. It has been almost a week since I left my village, and I can barely stand it. Were it not for the company of the pilgrims. Don't you miss your family? Well, there are times, yes. But I've been in spe I mean, I left my home when I was in my early 20s, so I'm used to not missing them. Of course, my grandmother died when I was only a teenager, so... And she raised you? She was a large part of my childhood. Did you celebrate her passing on? I beg your pardon? In Tibet, we do not fear death. Death is something to look forward to. It means we have achieved everything we were meant to achieve. That when we move on to the next life, we can take that experience and build upon it until finally we join the Enlightened Ones. Oh, I see. Uh, it's different where I come from. D though I, I believe in an afterlife, but we mourn the loss of our loved ones. We don't celebrate their death. Excuse me if I don't understand, but if you look forward to death, then why do you seek medicines for your father? Would you wish your loved ones to suffer in their death? 
we ensure that passing on from life to another is a wondrous and peaceful thing. Besides, my father is not close to death yet. His health is simply ailing. Oh, then that's good. I'd hate to see you suffer. Pima smiled at Stephen and reached out for his hand. You are a good man, Stephen, and I am glad our paths have crossed. Would you like to return with me to Sonka once I have obtained the medicines? It is time I found a husband. My father keeps telling me so. I... well... <laughs> I must admit I wasn't expecting that. Stephen and people look like they're getting close. Hey, you don't think that... No, I do not. Keep your head out of the clouds. Stephen would never be so frivolous. Oh, there's nothing frivolous about romance. And it seems you need sleep. I am sure Dechen will have a spare yakskin cloak with which to cover yourself. Go and ask her. Yakskin? All right, then. And will you be okay, Doctor? Oh, of course, Dodo. Uh, I'll be good for a few hours yet. <laughs> More time for us to speak. Uh, indeed. Uh, run along, child. Sure. Good night, Doctor. Good night, Odiana. And thank you. Dream well, Dodo. The Doctor watched Dodo and Decha in the moment, then turned back to Odiana. What is it, Doctor? The way you look at me, as if you are sometimes not even seeing me. I do not know, but uh, when I speak to you, I get a sense... Uh, I'm reminded of my old teacher. Was he also a pilgrim? Uh, sometimes, although mostly a hermit. But you, my boy, are not like the other pilgrims. There's something more to you than that, something that is not befitting someone of your age. I was always considered an old soul, Doctor, even as a child. Just one reason for the name I was given. We are all more than we appear to be. But right now, I am what you see. A humble pilgrim who seeks enlightenment from the tattoo that resides in the monastery. So you say, my boy. But you are hiding something. <laughs> Your forthrightness serves you well, Doctor. But if I am, that secret must remain my own. Although there is much wisdom in your eyes, and I feel you are a person into whom a great trust can be placed, that is the way of secrets, is it not? What is it? Over there. Some distance away, but, uh... And sure enough, it was a light. A brief flicker, as if a torch had been lit. But it soon went out. More pilgrims, Doctor. More travellers on their way to see the monks, like you and me. Some distance away, a small group of bandits who'd been following Odiyana's pilgrims had decided to settle down for the night. They were not far from their goal, 
but their leader Norbu knew timing was essential. A night's rest was needed. Ah, you fool, Tashi! Ah. <clears throat> if they saw that light, we cannot be discovered. Not until the gates of the monastery are open for us. The moon will provide enough light tonight. The sun rose early over the Trans-Himalayas the next day, and Dodo was the first to stir. Not wishing to disturb anybody else, she wandered a short distance from the camp to look down at the plateau, much clearer in the morning light. So, too, were the mountains surrounding them. Hey, what is that? I'll see if that's an abominable snowman or not. Dodo wandered around a rocky outcrop until she came to a small clearing. Nearby was the mouth of a cave, and outside the cave... I was Shh! Don't make a sound! The doctor had appeared behind Dodo and placed a hand over her mouth. But I said it was the snowmen! Shh! Curiosity, my child, don't let it be your downfall! I saw you leaving. I should have known you'd find trouble. Quietly, the Doctor and Dodo watched as three more of the large, hairy creatures ambled out of the cave entrance. The creatures were hunched, with long arms and legs. There was something almost simian about them. Four of them? Yes, my child. It appears these yeti are definitely no myth, huh? which is all well and good, but now we should move carefully and not disturb. It was too late. Alerted by the whispering, standing upright, arms raised menacingly, the Yeti all turned to face the intruders. the Doctor and Dodo watched as three more of the large, hairy creatures ambled out of the cave entrance. The creatures were hunched, with long arms and legs. There was something almost simian about them. Four of them? Yes, my child. It appears these yeti are definitely no myth, huh? which is all well and good, but now we should move carefully and not disturb. It was too late. 
alerted by the whispering, standing upright, arms raised menacingly. The Yeti all turned to face the intruders. Despite the doctor's warning, Dodo tried to pull away and run, but the doctor held her firm. Doctor, we've got to run! No, we must remain still. They're probably quite timid if they're not disturbed. They're looking pretty disturbed to me. From behind them came Odi Yana, his hands lifted in supplication. As he continued the peace mantra, the Yeti responded. The roaring ceased. They lowered their arms and returned to their hunched, lumbering gait. Once again, the timorous creatures of legend. Adi lowered his hands and smiled at the doctor and Dodo, bowing slightly. What happened? The peace mantra has great power, Dodo. It calms the Yeti, as you see. The peace mantra? But that thing you were saying? Yes. It means... May all people from everywhere be free from suffering. May all be centered in happiness. The state of unified existence. All people. All living creatures. And the Yeti understand these words? The meaning? Well, as you see, they are once again timid and peaceful. Yes, but... Of course, Dodo, it's so simple. Remember what I said about the science behind the Buddhist traditions? Well, yeah. The words, the rhythm of the chant, the sound, the vibration created by the chanting of the mantra. It has a relaxing effect on the Yeti. <laughs> science, simple science. Certain sounds vibrations have all manner of effects on the human brain. It's exactly the same thing. Perhaps, Dodo, you would like to feed the Mito Kangmi? You are sure they're safe? As you can see, they are quite harmless. They are usually higher up the mountain, which is why they are rarely ever seen. But in the winter months, they do sometimes venture down. The monks at the monastery tend to them at such times. But if they're so used to people, then... Uh, even the most sedate child may cry out when faced with a stranger. <laughs> so we just caught them off guard? Precisely. The doctor watched as Dodo and Adi Yanar walked among the yeti, feeding them fruit from a satchel hanging over Adi Yanar's shoulder. <laughs> well, uh, I'll leave them to it. Later that morning, the pilgrims resumed their journey up the mountain. The doctor, Dodo and Stephen joined them. It wasn't far to the monastery, only a couple of hours, but it was enough time for Dodo to tell everyone who'd listened how much she'd enjoyed feeding the Yeti. 
Stephen, at the back of the procession with Pima, watched, amused. <laughs> she can't help herself, can she? Do not be unkind, Stephen. She is excited. Anybody can see the poor girl is lonely. She's never lonely. She always has people to talk to. The doctor, me, the people we meet on our travels. The loneliest people are often those most surrounded by others. You must remember Stephen when you were young. Young people do not always appreciate the transient nature of life. No, I suppose not. But I'm more concerned about Odiana. Why? Well, you heard what Dodo said about how he controlled the Yeti. With words. And the way the doctor's taken to him. Stephen, have your journeys made you so suspicious? Odiana is a wise man, well beyond his years. Should it be any surprise, he knows mantras some of us have yet to learn. What do you know of him? He is from another town. I believe it is Shigatsi, but I do not know for sure. It is said he has gone as far as China on his pilgrimage. He passes through Songkar every month, and this past week I have found him to be a man of much insight. He speaks like a llama, but if he is so, he is like no llama I have ever heard of. Why? Llamas do not go on pilgrimages with common folk. Do you trust him? Of course. Why would I not? The pilgrims took a path around the eastern side of Mount Jampa, down a shallow incline until the monastery of the second Dharma king was revealed before them. It sat, protected by high stone walls in a little valley that joined Mount Jampa with the western slope of Gangs Rinpoche. As you can hear, the monks of the second Dharma King are preparing for celebration. Celebration of what? I don't know, but those flags are beautiful. Prayer flags, Dodo. And more. Hmm. It is the tenth day of the eleventh month. Uh, which, by my calculations, makes it mid-December. Oh, a Christmas celebration. <laughs> Not in these lands, my boy. <laughs> the Catholic Church will have a hard time pushing their religion on the people of Tibet. What's so special about today, then? On the tenth day of every month, we celebrate Guru Rinpoche. A day in which we honour the birth and enlightenment of the Guru Rinpoche the quintessential essence of all root gurus. So you're saying we're going to have a party? Not in the way you imagine, my dear. <laughs> in the summer months, it is a day that sees hawkers, traders, pilgrims from afar, all manners of people in the courtyard of the monastery. A day full of events and prayer and celebration. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Oh, I'm sure it does. Any chance I could miss it? Those tablets work wonders, Doctor, but I think my altitude sickness hasn't gone away completely. Oh, really? I'm feeling great. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, tired, my boy? Just a little. I'm sure a room can be provided for you to rest in. Isn't that so, Odiyana? Such can be arranged. However, the monks may take offence if you do not attend the celebration. You should attend. It is a spiritual celebration, Stephen. An enlightening experience. Well, if it's something you enjoy... It is. And so will you. 
Plus, there will be a feast after the Sog offering, which I am sure you will especially enjoy. The pilgrims were welcomed by the monks and joined in the celebrations. The doctor sat with Odiyana and Dodo, while monks performed an intricate ritual before the statue of Buddha. Stephen sat with Pima. He moved his mouth but did not recite the words with her. Instead, he watched as an old man dressed in different robes to the usual saffron robes of the Buddhist monks joined Odiyana. Doctor, may I introduce you to the revered Turtu? It's uh, an honor to meet you, sir. Huh? The honor is mine. Welcome to the monastery of the second Dharma King. Please excuse the interruption. Think nothing of it. And this is Dodo. Oh, hello. Dodo was so entertained by the ceremony being performed that she barely even noticed the Tatoon's presence. Ah, the enthusiasm of the young. <laughs> Odiana, we have much to discuss. On the other side of the hall, Pima's eyes drifted over to Odiana and the doctor, and the old man talking to them. Why does he interrupt the blessing of the offering? Oh, are you getting suspicious now? Of course not. I do not recognize the old man, but his robes feel familiar. Nobody of station in a monastery like this. He has Odiyana's ear. And the doctor's. Yes. This troubles you? Perhaps. Who should be given leave to interrupt the sorg offering? Even Abbot Sarong seems unbothered. Then maybe I have reason to be concerned about Odiyana. I'll speak to the doctor once the ceremony's over. You have made progress, Turtu. I have. A great discovery. Then we shall indeed talk more. Very well. Blessings of the Buddha be with you, Odiyana. And with you, Doctor and Dodo. With a slight bow, the Turtoon stepped backwards from Odiyana and disappeared into the shadows. Bye. Wait, who was that? Ah, my child, you've decided to rejoin us. That was the revered Tatoon. I uh, must admit, Odiyana, to having some curiosity as to what he has to show you. Let us enjoy the celebration. Sometime after the ceremony was over, in the cloisters of the monastery... Oh, come on, Doctor. Apparently they don't usually come so close to the monastery at this time of the year. I might not get another chance. I don't know, my dear. The Yeti may be timid when left alone, but what if they turn on you? We were very nearly in trouble before. The monk said we'll be safe. Odianas promised to teach me the peace mantra. Oh, Odiyana is going too, is he? Hmm. 
Doctor, quiet, Stephen. This is a place of reflection, not a football stadium. Doctor, can I go or not? What? Oh, oh yes, yes, of course. Run along then, but be careful. Of course I'll be careful. I'm not an idiot. Where's she going? There are Yeti outside. She's going to help Odiana feed them. Odiana? That's who I want to talk to you about. Whatever for? He's a remarkably insightful man for his age. You could learn much from him, my boy. I'm not sure I want to. I don't trust him, Doctor. Why ever not? You've barely spent any time with him. No, but still. Pima knows very little about his past. And what's wrong with that? Think you know about my own past, do you? Well, no. But I know you, Doctor. Then might I suggest you try to get to know Odiana? You might be surprised. I suppose. Pima was just unnerved, that's all. (laughs) You're quite taken by that woman, aren't you? (laughs) Don't let your feelings blind you. Well... I could say the same to you, Doctor. I suppose you could. (sighs) My boy, you should get some sleep. The food has clearly helped, but rest is needed now. Yeah, I think you're right. Perhaps it will improve your mood, too. Don't you worry about Odiyana. Not all secrets are bad. Not in my experience. Then you have barely lived. Now, go. Sleep. Above the valley recess, on the side of Mount Jampa, hidden safely behind a rocky outcrop, the bandits who'd been following the doctor's party settled. How much longer, Nobu? When night falls and the defences are down, we move under cover of darkness. A short time later, outside the monastery, Dodo was walking with Odiyana, helping the monks feed the yeti. Thanks for teaching me the mantra. You have mastered it well. And the Mito Kangmi certainly seem calmer for it. You see, even the monks are catching on. Didn't they know it already? It is very old, and there are many mantras across the various traditions. It is not a common mantra for the tradition of this monastery. Well, judging by how well it works, I think it will become common now. It would appear so, friend. And perhaps it is just as well. I have never known Mito Kangmi to congregate in such numbers during the winter. They are usually shy creatures, keeping to the upper mountain. Even when they visit the monastery, it is usually in groups of ones or twos. Walk with me. Let us talk. Dodo quickly reached up to scratch the ear of the yeti she'd been feeding. It had a dark patch around its eyes. See you later, Patch. I am more curious about you, 
under Mito Kangmi, I must admit. You are young for such a pilgrimage. Really? I'm not that young. Gokamo's as young as me. Ah, but she travels with her father. Neither the doctor nor Stephen is your father. No, but the doctor, well, he sort of adopted me, I suppose. Ah, I see. A man of charity as well as wisdom. I love travelling with the doctor, I do. And Stephen, I suppose. Sometimes. But Stephen might not be hanging around too much longer. You think he wishes to settle in Songkar? Well, maybe. And if he does, I can't leave the doctor alone, can I? But... You wish to find a home of your own? Is that wrong? The doctor's always been very kind to me, and I've seen an awful lot. I mean, yes, it's not been the safest of journeys. In fact, it's usually very dangerous, but it's hardly ever boring. And, well, even the doctor says that we can't all travel forever. You are young, Dodo. Pilgrimage is not for all. Some are born to make roots, to settle and build. Perhaps you are one such person. I might be. Then trust in the doctor. If he cares for you, as you say, and that he rescued you says much about his compassion, then I have no doubt when it is time for you to settle, the doctor will understand. I hope so. As it turned out, the doctor was right. Stephen did indeed need sleep. While life continued in the monastery and the pilgrims enjoyed the hospitality of the monks, Stephen slept peacefully for several hours later. Not the most comfortable bed. He sat himself up and stretched. Once he removed the yak-skin blanket, the coldness of the room hit him. Stephen, are you well rested? I think so. I am glad. I was starting to miss you. Stephen crossed the room and took Pima's hand in his. I can only have slept for a few hours. And in that time, I have been investigating. Investigating? That is what I wanted to talk to you about. Your suspicious mind is clearly catching, Stephen. Night fell an hour ago, and since that time, nobody has seen Odiyana. Nobody? Uh, and what about that old man at the celebration? The monks won't even acknowledge that he is in the monastery. What old man, they say? Have you spoken to the doctor? I have not seen him. Oh, don't tell me the three of them are missing. Dare I even ask what Dodo's been up to? She is supping with the other pilgrims. Earlier she was outside with Odiyana, attending to the Yeti. But they have gone now. Right. Let me speak to her. See if she knows something.
The doctor was also surprised to find that nobody had seen Odi Yana in hours. Not the monks, and not any of the pilgrims. He affected the air of one who owned the place and passed several monks who bowed in respect as he passed by. He moved silently through the rabbit's warren of corridors until he came to a spot that had caught his eye earlier. Ah, yes. A beautiful tapestry indeed. But why hang such a piece in so dark a corridor unless... Ah! The doctor lifted the tapestry with all the flair of a magician and was rewarded by the presence of a solid wooden door. It looked older than most of the doors in the monastery and less used. Of course! The doctor glanced up and down the corridor just to be sure and carefully opened the door. It moved with ease, not as unused as it appeared. Beyond was what appeared to be a simple closet, although it was empty. Why behind a tapestry? Eh? The doctor tapped on the wooden floor with his stick. It was hollow. Looking around, he noticed a slight indentation on the floor just left of the door. He stepped out of the closet and knelt down to press his palm on the indentation. The wooden floor fell open, revealing a very steep passage below. I knew it! Delighted, the doctor began to lower himself through the open floor, pulling the door closed behind him. Once safely into the passage below, the doctor pulled out his torch. Hmm. A bit of light and... Aha! So illuminated, he made his way down the passage. Elsewhere in the monastery, or rather beneath it, Odi Yana was meeting with the Tertun. They entered an ornately decorated room. It was worn down with age, but still spectacular. Within the room were countless relics and caskets that sat on variously sized plinths. This is incredible. It might be the most significant discovery I have yet been blessed to find. I always knew when I was first drawn to this monastery, my purpose in life would be complete. The Guru Rinpoche blessed you when he revealed this Chorten to you, Turtu. It is so. Yet, his holy presence fails to illuminate me in this instance. This turmoil is... <coughs> Who's there? Adiana, my boy. As I thought. You should not be down here, Doctor. Only ordained people may enter a Chorten such as this. Doctor, what are you doing here? Curiosity, my boy. One failing I am willing to admit to. It is wise to acknowledge one's failings. And what do we have here? Hmm? No, you must not touch the Terma. Odiana. The Tertun is correct. You are a guest here. It is not respectful for you to- Then perhaps, my boy, you should not speak of such things in front of guests. It is quite clear you wish to show this to me. Perhaps you are right. However- You are here now. You called this place a Chorten? Hmm. 
Of course, a monument in which sacred relics are stored and buried into Mount Champa itself. <laughs> a perfect hiding place, yes? Now, my dear Tatoon, do not concern yourself so. May I? The Tatoon stepped aside with a bow and the doctor considered the plinth before him on which sat a small, ornately carved casket. This uh, casket is most precious. But these markings on it, what do they say? It is an ancient dialect. And as I was just telling Odiana, I have yet to translate it myself. I await the blessing of the Guru Rinpoche to reveal the meaning of the terma. To uncover what relic sits inside this casket. Uh, most curious. Outside in the courtyard, surrounded by the high walls, Dodo stood by the central statue of the Buddha and looked up at the night sky. I couldn't leave the doctor. How could I? He needs me. I need him. Ah, Dodo, there you are. Stephen, are you feeling better now? Much better, thank you. The altitude's not affected me at all. I know, it's infuriating. Your future medicine's probably left you more vulnerable. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. Look, have you seen the doctor? Not lately. Hmm, pity. We're worried about Odiyana vanishing. Oh, he's not vanished. He's had a meeting with the Tertoon. A Tertoon? There is a Tertoon in this monastery? Yeah. We met him during the celebration earlier. Of course. Now I see why his robes looked familiar. Look, sorry, what's a Tertoon? <whistles> they were interrupted by whistling and looked up to where the lookout stood. One of them was trying to get their attention. What is it? People approach. Go and tell Wang Dula. We must be ready. Are the monks expecting anybody? No. Pilgrims would not continue to travel at night time. So, let's get to this Wang Dula. Wang Dula is in charge of the gates. He will know what to do. Stephen looked out through the large, open bronze gates. There, still some distance above them, but moving swiftly, were several lit torches. Hmm... Whoever they are, they're in a hurry and in no rush to hide their approach. Stephen, you don't think that... I do. It is a mystery that you can't translate this text, Turtle. I have uncovered many terma in this Chortum. And always, I have... Yes, it is a splendid place, a trove of treasure for those who know their relics, no doubt. It is said that Tristong Detson himself built this Chotan, and within he hid many treasures, and relics he discovered during his life. That much is obvious, but why here? What's so important about this Terma? There are stories of why he built the Chotan here, there are always stories, my boy. Tell me more, yes? Odiyana seemed perturbed. He fingered the satchel at his side. It is said the Guru Rinpoche fought Mara on this mountain. 
a place of such evil, the tempter was compelled to remain. But the Guru Rinpoche, upon the feet of Mara, blessed the mountain. And King Trisong must have believed such a blessed mountain will provide perfect protection for the treasures, hmm? That is the story, Doctor. I believe I can trust you, but revered Tertun, I must know that you will trust the Doctor too. I am confused. How can you know such stories? My whole life has been devoted to uncovering Terma, and I have never heard that story. For Diana, I thought you were merely a pilgrim. All these times we have spoken, you have never indicated such knowledge before. It wasn't time, Tertun. And now it is, hmm? Patience is his own reward, Doctor. But I must... Ah, what's that? A call to evening prayers? If only, Doctor. It is a warning from Wangdula. Bandits descend on the monastery. a warning from Wangdula. Bandits descend on the monastery. Uh, bandits? Then we must move quickly and defend the monastery. Do not fear, Doctor. It is not the first time their kind have come here. The monks of the Second Dharma King are used to such an event. The monastery will be quite safe. You have warrior monks? The monks here are men of peace, but they will have the doors closed swiftly, Doctor. Be at peace. We are protected by the Guru Rinpoche, after all. It is all under control. Wangdula and his monks rushed into the courtyard and set about preparing the monastery's defenses, which Stephen was saddened to see consisted of little more than good intentions and prayers. Fortunately, the bronze gates were being closed. Well, at least that'll keep the bandits out. Unless they've got a decent ladder or a battering ram. The monastery of the second Dharma King is protected by the benevolence of the Guru Rinpoche. Goodwill, in other words. Stephen, it is not for us to question the monks here. This is their place, after all. You don't believe that any more than I do. Dodo, 
Take Pima into the monastery. I'll help the monks. You will join them in prayer? No, but I will at least help them secure those gates. They look sturdy enough, but they could do with some more fortification. Now go, the pair of you. No fear. I want to stay and help. Dodo, please. I can look after myself, you know. I'm sure you can, but please look after Pima. It may not be safe here soon. I don't... Of course. All right, then. But be careful, Stephen. I don't know what I'd tell the doctor if you got hurt. Come on, Pima. This way. Stephen watched as Dodo led Pima back inside before he turned to assist the monks. Wangdula, if I may offer a suggestion, just closing those gates won't be enough. If the bandits want to get in, they'll find a way. We need to... Dodo! The doctor poked his head from under the tapestry. Under control, my foot. Well, doctor? No, Adiana. Not well at all. It sounds like bandits have found their way in. Inside the monastery? Oh, no. They must not find this place. Quite so. The secrets contained here are not for bandits, hmm? Imagine if they got their hands on the relics. It does not bear thinking about. So many of our treasures have been lost to time, and with Tibet in a civil war. To think we could lose all this! The Tertoon positioned himself in supplication and began to pray. Odiana, you will come with me. Odiana fidgeted with his satchel, looking around the Chorton. Would it not be wiser if I remained here to keep the Tertoon company? You're a wise man, Odiana, but I did not think you a coward. It is not cowardice that directs my thinking, Doctor, but rather protection. There are secrets here that need protecting. We cannot risk them getting into the hands of the bandits. We will secure the door behind us. The Chorton will be safe. That was not my meaning. No, my boy, I didn't think it was. But you are forgetting the abbot. Do you wish the bandits to get their hands on him? You are correct, Doctor. Once again, your wisdom outshines mine. Indeed, my boy. The abbot and Tertoon will be safe down here. It is a good plan, Doctor. Yes, well... A good plan is of no use unless we move. Come on. Hearing Dodo's cry, Stephen made to run across the courtyard, but he was saved the trouble when a figure emerged from the doorway of the monastery. It was the bandit leader, and in his grasp was a struggling Pima. Norbu held a knife to her throat. Pima! And where's Dodo? What have you done to her? Silence! Hear me, Westerner, do not move! And you, monks, you men of peace, unless you wish the blood of one of your pilgrims spilt, you will open up those gates and let my men in. Without a second thought, Wang Dula turned to direct his monks to reopen the gates. Wang Dula, wait! You can't just... <laughs> Westerner, 
You do not understand the ways of the Buddhists. All life is sacred to them. They will not lift a hand. Stephen realized he could do little but watch as the monks opened the gates and the bandits piled in. You see, Westerner? The monks understand their place. Here! <laughs> Tashi, Tritong, come with me. We must direct the others. Are you hurt? Bruised, but I am unharmed. What happened to Dodo? She was brave. She tried to fight him, but he hit her and grabbed me. And then what? She ran. I did not see where. Good. How is it good? These men are savages. I heard others inside. They must have used the secret entrances while our attention was focused on the main gate. That's what I thought. Could it have been Odiyana? Why do you say that? You think it was a coincidence he went missing shortly before the bandits appeared at the gates? I do not think... No. Odiyana has the wisdom of the Lama. He would not betray the monastery like this. No, of course he wouldn't. Well, at least Dodo remains free. And don't forget, the doctor is in there too. I'd wager anything she's trying to find him. He is an old man. Don't let his age fool you. Now what? Tashi, return inside. I want nothing of value left behind. Tretong, go with him. You, woman, come here. Leave her alone. Prima! Oh. That could easily be any of you. Be warned. Do not feel inspired by these Westerners. Now, woman, come with me. There. Now, as long as we can keep the bandits from this part of the monastery... Fortunately, few seldom visit this part, Doctor. It is why the Turtoon has been able to work in peace these last few years, and why I never visited the Chorten until today. That may work well for us, but then something tells me the bandits may be a little more curious than the monks. They won't leave until they've taken everything of value they can find, unless we make them leave, of course. Doctor, we are men of peace. There isn't a single monk who will actively cause harm to another person. Yes, I rather thought that might be the case. But things can change. I think it's time we got involved ourselves. Involved? Yes, Adiyana. I'm sure we can find a way to make it so the bandits don't wish to stick around for long. Come along. Dodo was lost. She rushed through the corridors, but it seemed like all the monks had already been rounded up. She stopped for a moment to get her bearings. They must have used a different entrance. Oh, Doctor! At the sound of approaching bandits, Dodo looked around quickly and dived into the nearest room. Doctor! Where are you? The door rattled beneath her as the bandits attempted to open it. Dodo squeezed her eyes shut. 
another sound alerted the bandits. What was that? The abbot. He is still missing. You two, go that way. Men of peace they may be, but these monks are also wily. The bandits departed. Once she was sure they'd gone, Dodo opened her eyes. <sighs> the abbot's missing too. Of course. I sent him. Where else is the doctor going to be? She carefully opened the door, and seeing the coast was clear, she snuck out into the corridor and continued her search for the doctor. The monks and Stephen have been herded into the banquet hall. A bandit stood in the doorway, watching them menacingly. There are more of us than them. We could overpower them with ease. Mm. Listen, they have a friend of mine, one of the pilgrims. I need to go and help her. Stephen leaned into the nearest monk, his eyes never leaving the bandit. You seem a smart fellow. You must understand that the bandits will ransack this place. Everything you have, they will take. You can't allow that, surely. Everything we have is a gift. The Buddha will give us more if we honor him in our prayers. Prayers? What we need is action, not prayers. They will not rest until they have everything. No, they won't, will they? Doctor, there is something I must tell you. Why it is best that I should remain in the Torton. Uh, yes, my boy, you can tell me later. Right now I want to find Dodo and Stephen. At least with them we can see about taking care of the bandits. Now be quiet and follow my... They turned a corner and came face to face with a bandit. For a moment, the three of them froze. Then, back, Odiana. I shall teach this scoundrel a thing or two. While the doctor parried the knife with his walking stick, Odiana did his order. He turned and ran the way he'd come. And that is how it. The doctor disarmed the bandit, but before he could drive home his advantage, two more bandits emerged from a nearby room. Soon the doctor was overpowered and subdued. The first bandit picked up his knife. Put him with the others. I'll go after the other one. Keeping to the shadows, Dodo found her way to the sanctum. She entered the room and was shocked at the mess. Oh no! What have they done to the place? These bandits are without respect for the ancient traditions and beliefs of our people. Forgive me, Dodo. I did not mean to startle you. As you can see, the bandits have already taken everything they wish from here, so it seemed a good place to hide. Hide? Who's hiding? We've got to fight back! 
Clearly, you have learned much from the doctor. He was of the same opinion. Oh, you've seen him? Where is he? I do not know. A captive, perhaps. He distracted them while I escaped. You ran away? Dodo, you must understand. I am a man of peace. I do not know how to fight like you. And besides, there are things that must be protected. Kept out of the hands of the barbarians who would wish to destroy everything. If something's important, you should defend it. Fight for it. If the doctor's taught me nothing else, he's taught me that. Dodo, please. I... I understand what you're saying. I, I do. But you've got to understand mine too, haven't you? How can anything be important if you're willing to give up? For a moment, Odiana remained quiet. He turned from Dodo to face the closed door of the inner sanctum, the holiest place within the monastery. He lowered his head. Your counsel is wise, Dodo. But there is help to be found elsewhere, too. Come! Odi and I moved swiftly, but cautiously. He led Dodo out of the sanctum and along a corridor. Both were careful to tread silently until they stopped next to a tall plinth. What is it? The holy Danta once sat on this plinth. Monks would stand here, looking at it, feeling the blessings of the Buddha. The holy what? It is a bell. Oh, oh I see. Funny name for a bell. What happened to it? Where, where's it gone? It was removed, hidden the last time bandits attempted to enter the monastery. Well, hidden where? In a chorten. A what? I wish I knew what half these words meant. Enough questions. Help me with this. Oh, <coughs> wait for me! When the monastery was built, it was understood that one day trouble would befall the monks placed here to protect the Chorten. The monks are protectors? They are, although not one among them would know this. The true purpose of the monastery has been lost to the monks here in the last 800 years. Now it is merely a place of reflection, where they pray and seek the guidance of the Guru Rinpoche. Only one person has learned the truth, and he is safely hidden from the bandits. Go, follow this passage. It will take you away from the monastery. I, I can't just leave. You must. If we are to protect the monastery, the secrets hidden here, we must repel the bandits, and for that, we will need help. You, friend, must find that help. But... I thought the nearest village is a week away. Go, Dodo. Let the peace of Guru Rinpoche guide you. Right. Dodo dithered a moment longer, but eventually moved into the passage. Once she was safely inside, Odiana used all his strength to replace the plinth. For a moment he stood there, and then, taking a deep breath, he headed deeper to the monastery. 
Oh, I've had enough of this. He went to stand, but a new presence at the entrance of the banquet hall stopped him. Pima appeared, arm clasped by another bandit. Stephen! Oh, Stephen, I thought they had... It's fine. I'm fine. Bruised, but fine. What about you? That bandit, he... uh... He did not harm me. It is foolish to resist. We must not fight. Look at your face. No, Pima, this is exactly why we must fight. We should let them take what they want and go. The bandits can't just take what isn't theirs, inflicting all this pain and humiliation on the monks. Humiliation? Look at them, Pima. They're scared. Norbert will not harm them, Stephen. All he wants is... What? Why do you look at me like that? Norbu? Is that the bandit leader? You're on first name terms now. Uh, he mentioned it. And you seem awfully certain of what he will and won't do. And very keen to let him do it. He didn't harm you. And now he's letting you see me. Stephen, I am a pilgrim. I must seek a peace No. They found their way in here, and then quickly separated you from everybody else. It was you! No, I... Uh. The bandit did not move further into the hall, but Stephen noticed the look pass between him and Pima. Pima? Why? Stephen, I do not understand you. Why would you accuse me of this? After all we have shared since we met... You knew about the secret entrances. Wang Dula told me only a few monks knew of them. But you... You've been here before, haven't you? Scouting the place out for the bandits. No, Stephen. You are wrong. I didn't... He knows! Enough of this! You will get no more information from him! Stephen, I... This is not what you think. Just go. The doctor came to and found himself in a large room. To one side, the pilgrims were huddled together. They watched him, but none spoke. What's this? Where am I? Old man, come here. I will not. Another Westerner who will not do as he is told. Preton, bring him to me. Norbu stood aside to allow one of his bandits to enter the room. Do not make me move you. Yes. Yes, I can stand perfectly well on my own. (laughs) The doctor looked around for his walking stick as he stood, but it had clearly been confiscated. Straightening out his ruffled clothes, he left the room. Well, what is it? You are the leader of these Westerners? Young man, I am not a Westerner. I am... I do not care. Why are you here? Where did you come from? You did not join the pilgrims at Songkar. Songkar? Ha! No. No, we did not. So, you have been following the pilgrims since Songkar. It was your light we saw last night. You saw it and did nothing? 
You are weak, like these pilgrims, these monks! I wouldn't be so sure if I were you, young man. Oh no, you do not want to set your will against mine. <laughs> you are brave for an old man. But I warn you, old or young, it does not matter to me. Stand in my way and I will kill you. You are nothing to be concerned with. <laughs> Tritong, watch these pilgrims. I have treasure to find. You see? Hmm? You must stand up. I do indeed see, Doctor. Adiyana emerged from among the pilgrims. His face was bruised. Oh, what happened to you, my boy? And where is your satchel? I took your advice, and the bandits took my bag. Oh, my boy, you must not give up at the first hurdle, hmm? Standing your ground is a matter of moments, big and small. We must await our next moment. Somehow I thought you might say that, Doctor, but not I. I have had enough attention. Now I fear I must keep my own counsel. And what's that? Be unseen and unheard. After walking through the passage for what seemed like an eternity, Dodo emerged from the mouth of a cave and found herself some way up the valley. She looked down at the monastery and shivered. Oh, if only I hadn't left the torch. Turning away and guided only by the light of the moon, Dodo set off to find the pilgrim path. If she followed that, eventually she would reach the village. I just hope there are some nomads or something on the way. They'll help. Hopefully. Pima was brought before Norbu, who was sitting at a table eating. The monks produced delicious Thoma. It has been some time. Sit. No, thank you. Mm. More for me. They say you were discovered. It matters little. Tell me about those Westerners. Where did they come from? Hmm? I do not know. They came across our camp last night. Yes. You said this before. You should be careful, Pima. I have allowed you respect for helping us. My bandits do not even look at you. Remember why you are helping. Yes, Nobu. As for these strangers, I do not trust them. They look and dress strangely. They may need to die. Nobu, please, no. Let me talk to the younger one again. I can... We have a connection. 
<laughs> a connection. He has caught your eye. You would never make a good pilgrim. You know I am not. But I can talk him around, I am certain of it. Perhaps I will let you talk to the younger man. But be warned, woman. You know the price of betrayal. I know. But it is not the Westerners who should interest you. It is Odiyana. Oh, that was good, Toma. So, what of the holy pilgrim? He has many secrets, and he keeps his bag on him. I believe it contains something important. Ha! We have his bag. It contains nothing but trinkets and worthless scripture. I do not believe that. He never let it leave his side. Then perhaps... Go. Talk to your Westerner once more. I shall see to this pilgrim. Woman! What do you want? To speak to the Westerner. Norbu wishes it. Ah. Stephen, sitting aside from the monks who were now partaking in a period of silent contemplation, refused to look at her. Stephen, please. You must speak to me. You must understand. Why should I trust anything you say? You betrayed the pilgrims and the monks, and you betrayed my trust. I... Yes, I did. But you must hear me. If you do not, Nobu will see that you, Dodo, and the Doctor die. What? Okay, I'm listening. What can you possibly say that will make me forgive you? Dodo made good time, but she was running out of breath. She came to a dark patch on the ground and leaned down to brush her hand on it. Ash! From a fire? Yes! This is where we met the pilgrims! I must be on the right path. Dodo froze as a familiar sound echoed in the night. Uh-oh. We must all stand together if we hope to get rid of these bandits. It's the only way, my boy. I understand, Doctor, but I must... You are protecting something. What is it, my boy? I... Yes, I am. I stored it on my person after I helped Dodo escape. Dodo escaped? Oh, oh, brilliant! Quite brilliant! Now, what is this thing that is so precious you risk your life to protect? This. Careful not to attract the attention of the pilgrims, Odiyana removed an object from beneath his robes. It was a small bell upon which was carved a dragon. It is a ganta, a very holy relic. I have kept it in my care this last year while the Tertun continued his studies of the Terma. A ganta? Eh. What importance is it to the Tertun? What indeed? A rare treasure! No, you cannot! 
Let him go! While Nobu and Odiyana fought for possession of the Ganter, other bandits rushed in to grab the Doctor. Unhand me! With a vicious swipe of his arm, Nobu smashed Odiyana against the wall. The Ganter dropped onto the floor. If it is precious, it is mine! Odiyana, my boy, you must stay awake! Doctor, you must. That is the holy Ganta of Yesh Sogia. Its importance. Uh. Yesh Sogiel. Of course. Of course. That's your real secret. Oh, my boy. Now I understand. The doctor stood and rested his hands on his lapels. He turned to look at the pilgrims, all of whom had watched the struggle with fear. The Ganta is essential to Deten's future. Do you know what that means? Hmm? It means it must be retrieved. And all of you are going to help me. Stay awake! Doctor, you must. That is the holy Ganta of Yesh Sogia. Its importance. Uh. Yesh Sogiel. Of course. Of course! That's your real secret. Oh, my boy. Now I understand. The doctor stood and rested his hands on his lapels. He turned to look at the pilgrims, all of whom had watched the struggle with fear. The Ganta is essential to Deten's future. Do you know what that means? Hmm? It means it must be retrieved. And all of you are going to help me. visited the monastery on many occasions in the past, usually to trade goods for medicine to help my father. So your father is ill? No, at least not recently. But my frequent journeys were noticed by Nobu and his people. And last week, Nobu came to my home. He posed as a nomad who wished to trade. While Nobu distracted me with tales, all made up I now realize, Others of his kind entered through the back. Soon my father and I were prisoners in our own home. I see. So your father is... Still prisoner at my home. 
Nobu left one bandit behind. My father is old and is known for keeping to himself. If he's not seen for weeks, it would not alarm anybody in the village. And so the bandits are using your father against you? Yes. I knew you would understand, Stephen. I do know the monastery well, and am well known to the monks. They never questioned my movements here. It was an easy task making certain the secret entrances were unsecured. I do understand, but it's not that simple, Pima. You've risked the lives of everybody here, including mine. I am sorry, Stephen. I do not know what to do. You could have told me, Pima. The doctor and I, we could have helped you. I could not risk such a thing, Stephen. I had no choice. My father... I'm sorry, Pima, but you did have a choice. And you made it. You said you understand. I do. I understand that you let me think you cared for me, knowing full well you were going to put me and my friends in danger. Stephen, please, I... Stephen looked away from her. <laughs> I've got to find the doctor. The doctor did the best he could to minister to Odiana, but the bandits at the door refused to offer any assistance. Yeah. Not even water. Hmm? These are holy men. Do you wish to incur the wrath of the gods? It is too late to worry about that for me, Westerner. Be quiet, or it'll be you meeting the gods first. <laughs> for a moment, the doctor held the bandit's glare. The bandit turned away. You see? They're all bluster. Look at me. Do I look like a man of war, hmm? You will struggle to convince them, Doctor. Oh, Adiana, my boy. You are awake. Barely, but uh, my head hurts. It would. There was quite some force with which you hit that wall. You speak as though it was a choice of mine. Uh, I will be fine. Yes, well, uh, anyway, my boy, while you had your little sleep, I had time to think. Yesterday, you spoke of using the name with which you were born. What name were you given after the tests of reincarnation were performed? For a moment, Odiana was silent. He closed his eyes. When he opened them again, he looked to make sure the pilgrims were no longer paying attention. Padma Sambhava. Yes. Yes, as I thought. And that's why you were drawn to Detson Monastery. What do you mean? I think you know very well, my boy. Yes, I have heard the story. Padmasambhava subdued the demonic influences at the Samai Monastery on behalf of King Trison Detson. That's right, isn't it, my boy? So the story goes. And in payment, he was given the Emperor's wife, Yesh Sogyal. If I understand my Tibetan history, there are some who claim that the historical Padmasambhava did not even exist. Hmm? And yet the people of my village believe he was real and is once again present in me. 
in truth, I do not know. It certainly explains why you know the importance of the Ganta. <laughs> and you knew why this monastery was built. Yes, it does. I see you have put the pieces together. Indeed. <laughs> the tattoo needs you to translate these texts. And the Ganta can help. I believe so. For almost 15 years, I served as the Lama of Shigatsu. But I realized I had much more to learn. So I decided to become a humble pilgrim, to travel far from my home, where my face was not known. And your travels brought you here? Yes. And once the tattoon showed me the Chorten, well, it all became clear. Yes. Quite a predicament. Uh, now, let us talk of our escape. It is imperative we retrieve the Ganter from Norbu. I have an idea. Dodo found the Yeti congregating by the mouth of the cave. In the moonlight, they looked even more ferocious than before. Dodo almost panicked as she scrambled to her feet. But then a thought occurred to her and she turned back to the Yeti. Ignoring the growls and the size of the claws the Yeti were waving about, Dodo closed her eyes. As Dodo continued the chant, she opened her eyes and watched as a yeti settled. Dodo smiled and moved in among them. Oh, fantastic! That's better. See? I'm no threat to you. Dodo noticed the yeti with the dark patch around its eyes. Oh! It's you! She walked over to it and it lowered its head, allowing Dodo to scratch it behind the ears. You remember me, don't you? Oh, you are beautiful. If only I'd got someone with your strength who could... Wait one second. That must be what Odinyana meant. The peace of the Guru Rinpoche. The, the mantra. You can help, can't you? You all can. Excited by her idea, Dodo's sudden movement startled the Yeti. Sorry, sorry. It's okay. I'm coming back, Doctor, with help, if I can work out how to get him to follow me. In the courtyard, Norbu looked around at his bounty. There was still much to get, but it was piling up nicely. A few monks were being used to gather up items of interest, and several bags of relics and precious things sat in the middle of the courtyard. I think I shall leave them some food. <laughs> I see your connection with the stranger was not so strong when he discovered the truth. How do you...? Why else would you be crying? 
You have clearly failed. This is what happens when you allow feelings to distract you. What did you learn? Did you convince him? I... No. I should never have let you. Be warned, woman. You could join your Westerner friends. Soon they will be dead, for I feel they are likely to make trouble for us yet. But my father... Will die, too. Please, I will do whatever you want. Just don't hurt my father. I shall see. But I should thank you. Look at this. Nobu pulled the ganter out from a large pouch on his waist. The holy ganter. How did you... You were correct. The holy pilgrim had it about his person. He did not wish to let go of it, however... Nobu, you didn't... Mind your place, woman. But no, he lives. I taught him the cost of resistance. Men of peace should not attempt violence. They are very bad at it. Nobu. What is it? The old man wants to talk to you. He has nothing I wish to hear. He says he wants to discuss that. This Gunter. He was with the pilgrim. He saw me take it. Is it more important than you think, woman? It is a holy relic. And perhaps more. I shall find out. Without further consideration, Norbu walked away from Pima, waving the ganter around in the air like it was of no value at all. What have I done? Pima watched as the bandits pushed the monks across the yard. Faster! One monk does not move fast enough. Ah, useless man! Oh, precious Buddha, guide me. How do I fix this? When they leave, they will kill my father. I just know they will. Stephen was holding counsel. Finally, after much badgering, he had persuaded the monks to follow his plan. God! Oi, you! The monks are ill. Quickly! We need help! Let them die! Well, these are holy men. You let them die in pain, and it'll be on your own head. See how the gods look on you then. The bandit pretended not to be bothered, but glanced up nonetheless. Oh, come on, man! Help! The bandit walked over to see what was going on. <coughs> Stephen barged in from behind, and the bandit fell into the throng. The monks acted even more alarmed, and the tangle of legs and bodies increased. <sighs> Always fun, being in the past. The oldest tricks are still brand new. Dodo reached the edge of Mount Jampa, the yeti behind her. She narrowed her eyes and peered down at the monastery. The bronze gates were open. Although she couldn't see clearly, there was definitely some activity in the courtyard. Looks like the bandits are almost finished. 
Doctor, Stephen, I do so hope you're still okay. Bring me the old man. You! Come! Oh. Yeah, it seems our plan is working. Norbu stood waiting, bouncing the ganter from hand to hand. The bandit guard remained in the doorway, watching the doctor and Norbu carefully. There you are. Ah, be careful with that. It's a holy relic. It is indeed. I was told you wished to discuss it. Well, do you want to tell me what it is? Of no possible value to you. That's what. Oh, you must return it. It is sacred to the monks of this place, but utterly worthless to you. I shall decide if it is worthless. Soon we shall be leaving, and after that... Well, there won't be much worth having here. Especially for you and your friends. All of this wanton destruction just to accumulate wealth? I thought Tibetans were a proud people, hmm? Proud? Yes. But we don't all just seek enlightenment. Not when there are travelers from other lands willing to pay well for trinkets like this. I dare say your family is very proud of you. I wouldn't know. I killed them. Well, you will tell me no more of this relic? <laughs> of course. It is a distraction. Clearly you have nothing of interest for me. You think by talking I will keep you alive? You are mistaken. Now wait a moment, young man. I think we can discuss this. The doctor circled Norbu until the bandit leader's back was to the guard. No. You and your friends. You will not let us go without trouble. And I don't like loose ends. Behind Norbu, the bandit guard fell backwards into the pilgrim's room. What is going on? Trouble! Norbu turned round to find the pilgrims emerging from the room. One of them, a pilgrim called Rabton, held the bandit's knife. I fear we have gone beyond passive resistance. Well, my boy, not everybody is meant to be a pilgrim. Get back! Norbu waved around his own knife for now holding the pilgrims at bay, all except Rabtan. Rabtan, this is not the way of the Buddha. We must not take another person's life. <laughs> Rabtan charged forward, but his inexperience worked against him. Norbu knocked him aside. <laughs> It's too late. Give me the ganta. You allied yourself with the wrong people, Westerner. The pilgrims continued to close on him. Norbu weighed up the situation. Then he barged through them and ran off down the corridor. It worked. But we still don't have the ganta. And if he comes back with the others... Odiyana crouched down by Rabton and helped him from the ground. The pilgrim was alive, but in pain. This cannot end well, Doctor. 
No, my boy. So we must see that it ends as well as it can. While the doctor followed Norbu, Stephen snuck up on a bandit who was busy looting a llama's private room. I don't think that belongs to you. The bandit turned in surprise, but Stephen didn't wait for him to recover. That's right. Have a nice lie down. Pretty sure the monks will teach you the error of your ways once they're all free. Now, what say we... Pima! Stephen! What are you doing? I was looking for you with the others, but you were not... Only so much prayer I can take. I've been looking for the doctor, but I've not had much luck. Oh, is he dead? No, just resting his eyes. Look, Pima, what I said earlier, I'm sorry. I was too hard on you. I didn't mean to question your feelings. I just... Stephen, you were right. I should have trusted my heart. Yes, and I should trust mine. Your father is held captive. How could I expect you to... Stephen, please don't. Oh, Pima, I... I mean, I, I didn't... Sorry, that was wrong of me. No, no, it's fine. It was nice. What do we do now? Whatever we can. If I know the doctor, he's up to something by now. As for Dodo... Dodo! I had forgotten about her. I have not seen her since Norbu arrived. Hopefully she's hiding somewhere safe. She'll turn up soon enough. She's quite resourceful. Here, take this knife. Stephen, I cannot. For self-defense only. Now, we must be quiet. Come on. We must find the doctor. Okay. The way seems clear. Stay behind me. But I have the knife. And be quiet. Stephen, we must help. And we will. Oh, Stephen! I will protect you. Pima, sorry, I slipped. Are you? I am unharmed. Is he dead? No, just wounded. We must protect the monastery. Yes, it's about time things changed here. What you need are warriors. But they are monks. Monks in a place often set upon by bandits. As I said, things need to change. Now one of you should stay with him. The rest with me and Pima. Are you okay? I... Yes. Yes, I am. But I do not like these things. Unaware of what was occurring inside the monastery, the bandits in the courtyard had all but finished arranging the relics and foodstuffs into easily transportable sacks and crates. 
The monks who had assisted them had been shoved aside and now stood watching, unsure of what to do. Perhaps we should just call you all, but then there will be no bounty for us in a few months. Maybe we should... What is that? Mitokami. The bandit turned, and through the open gates, he saw Yeti approaching. Snow bears! Defend the treasures! The bandits reacted instantly. They all raised their weapons, ready to defend their hard-stolen bounty. Dodo emerged from among the Yeti, holding in her hands a large stick she'd found on the mountainside. Look, I'm really sorry about all this, but... Keeping to the edge of the courtyard, Dodo avoided the slaughter and rushed over to where the group of monks had gathered, cowering in the far corner. Come with me! Oh, please, come on! The Yeti are pretty angry. They probably won't be able to tell you apart. Norbu entered the room and found a door leading to the courtyard. Open! Open! He pushed harder. He peered through the bars in the door and saw a yeti blocking the way. He pulled back in horror. There must be another way out of here! Oriyana and the pilgrims had come across a group of monks. They all looked to him for guidance. This monastery is being tainted by death. Perhaps I was naive to believe this could be solved peacefully. Very well. My children, it is best if you, we... men of peace! A bandit appeared, brandishing a knife. The monks hid in fear behind the pilgrims. Please just leave. You cannot hope to defeat the Mitokangmi. Odiyana, you're okay. Pima, Stephen, it is good to see you both alive. And you, Master. I'm afraid we're not done yet. Yes, even now there are Mitokangmi in the courtyard. Yeti? How? Dodo, I helped her to escape. I knew she would find the Mitokangmi, but I did not imagine all this. What did you expect to happen? The bandits give up their loot. Odiana's silence was answer enough. Have you seen the doctor? If I can find him, perhaps we can put an end to this. Yes. My friends, it is time for us to help. Join me and Stephen. The bandits will run inside, those that survive the attack in the courtyard. We must make sure they all leave the monastery, but... What is it? My father... If the bandits return to Sonkar, then... We can follow them. Once they've left the monastery, we can take care of them. Yes. Yes, Stephen. Then follow me. It would not be necessary to kill or maim. The bandits are no doubt fearful for their lives. If we appear menacing, that should be enough. And the yeti in the courtyard? They will dispel the bandits there, one way or another. 
We shall force out any that have taken refuge in the monastery. Then we can make sure my father is safe. Odiana. I will stay here. Watch over the pilgrims. I have done enough harm this day. Odiana. Pima, I think what you said about him was true. He has the wisdom of the Lama about him and the conscience of one. He cannot do this. You are right, Stephen. Come, brothers and sisters. Let us repel these bandits. Odiana, have you seen the doctor? Pima told me he was with you. Nobum, he escaped, and the doctor gave chase. That wily old buzzard. Thank you. And I am sorry. Odiana simply bowed his head, and Stephen rushed off to join the pilgrims. Norbu ran, losing himself in the endless corridors of the monastery. What is this? Norbu had come upon the tapestry, hiding the door to the Chorten. It looks rich. That and the bell should... Norbu pulled the tapestry off the wall <coughs> and stepped back in surprise at the door hidden behind it. Norbu tried the door, but it would not budge. You're wasting your time, young man. That door has not been opened in years. You, Westerner, you brought this trouble to my people. I will happily take the credit for that. But if you really think about it, it was your own doing. You followed the pilgrims here. I did warn you not to pit your wits against mine. Stirring up monks and pilgrims. You make the same mistake as many others. Underestimate those who want peace at your peril, and look what happens, hmm? Peace is worth fighting for. Listen. Even now, your people are being routed out of this monastery. And I do believe Dodo has proven quite resourceful. Dodo? A young friend of mine. Perhaps you met her, hmm? Yes. She escaped. And that was your mistake, you see. My wits were pitted against you the moment you stepped into the monastery. <laughs> my friends, you think my only wits are those up here. Hmm. My boy, you have much to learn if you think a man is only what you see before you. It does not matter. I will kill you now. Doctor! Dodo ran up the corridor behind Norbu. <coughs> you child! You did this! It was you, not me! And you deserve it! Look what you've done to this lovely place! Oh, do make up your mind, Norbu. I defeated you. If you wish to take out your revenge, then I am right here. I will kill you both! If I cannot leave here, then neither will either of you. Can you think of nothing else but killing? I think of riches, too. A pity. You have a sharp mind, but not as sharp as all that. Nobu, I suggest you let her go. Old man, you cannot threaten me. One flick of the wrist and this girl dies. I was not threatening, my boy. I was warning. The doctor indicated behind Norbu, who turned his head slightly. 
Coming up behind him was the large shape of a yeti. No! I wasn't alone, Doctor. I was trying to tell you. I can get past. A mistake. The yeti with the dark patch around its eyes rushed forward. Dodo buried her head in the Doctor's chest. A few bandits who managed to escape were now long gone. In the courtyard an hour later, the doctor walked with Odiana. The yeti had been herded together by the calming chants of the monks. Dodo was with them, making sure the yeti were treated well. The bandits that had been savaged to death by the yeti were being placed on a cart. A most horrible night. Perhaps so, my boy. But without the Yeti, we may well have ended up dead. Perhaps we deserve to be, if we turn to such methods to survive. Odiana, there are more important things at stake in this monastery than our lives. Tibet has known civil war these past years. If your people are to survive, they must change their ways. Yes, but at what cost? There is much upheaval to come, my boy. You speak with such certainty of the future. Just an educated guess, my boy. But one thing is certain. Tibet is changing, as are the monks at this monastery. Perhaps it's time to embrace what the people of your home village believed. Hmm? Padma Sambhava, the monks could do with your leadership. Help them rebuild. That suggests I am willing to accept who I am. I should return to the Chorten. It is time. With the Holy Gunter, I will help Dorja translate the tablet he found in the casket. Stephen and Pima stood at the open gates of the monastery, a small group of monks standing to one side all carried supplies on their backs. Are you sure you will not come? Ah, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Pima. I thought- But I have changed, Stephen. Just as these monks have changed. I made a mistake, but I am- Pima, stop. It's not, it's more complicated than that. I'm sorry. Please, you should go. You have a week's travel and there are still some bandits out there. Get to Sankar first. Free your father. I will. Pima noticed Dodo approaching. Dodo. Look after him. I will. Goodbye, Pima. Goodbye, Dodo. Goodbye, Stephen. Goodbye. Stephen lifted Pima's hand and kissed it. With a sad smile and a wave, Pima set off with the monks. For the rest of the night, the doctor watched as the Tatoon, Dorja and Odiyana worked on translating the tablet. 
the Ganta of Yesh Sogyal served as a codex. At last. Now I understand. As do I, revered Tertun. Eh, what have you discovered, my boy? There is much to translate still, but for now we have uncovered the secret path to the astral plane. A new age of enlightenment awaits the monks of Dead Sen Monastery. Ah, a good name. It is certainly quicker to say. And uh, speaking of names, my boy? Yes. I have done much thinking overnight, and I think you are right. It is time to once again embrace the life I lived in Shigatsu. Shigatsu? You never told me where you came from. Simply because I left my old life behind, Doje. Your old life? Just uh, tell him, my boy. Very well. Revered Tertun, for 15 years I served as the Lama of Shigatsu, the reincarnated... I have heard such a story of the young Lama there. It is said he is the reincarnation of Padmasambhava, friend of King Tritong Detsen. Of course. All becomes clear. That is why you knew to hide the Ganta. Yes. In a past life, it was I who inscribed upon it the text, along with Yesh Sogiyar. Then it must be you, Lama Padmasambhava. You must be the one to lead the monks of Detsen to the new age of enlightenment on the astral plane. You were born for this moment. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> My old teacher was uh, quite right. Your people and mine are not so different. I feel it is true. Come, I must seek audience with the abbot Sarong. The next morning, after a hearty breakfast, the doctor, Stephen and Dodo were escorted to the monastery gates by Odiana. You have an exciting time ahead of you, my boy. A whole new existence of consciousness. The things you will discover on the astral plane. I must admit to some excitement myself, but also caution. It will take some years to attain such enlightenment. And I fear there will be much temptation along the way. Oh, you should always give in to temptation at least once a day. Keeps you balanced. Oh, Stephen! You may be right, Stephen. However, Doctor, please, take this with you. Odiana pulled the ganter out from under his robes, careful to ensure nobody else in the courtyard noticed. I think for now... Doja has learned enough from that particular terma. Is that that ganter you talked about? Yeah, it is, and uh, what will you say when Doja cannot find it? I will say nothing. He will trust the wisdom of the new Lama of Dead Sen. Eventually, it will simply be considered missing. Perhaps lost when the bandits ransack the monastery? It is of no importance. 
But you must promise to return it. Oh, I will be delighted to. <laughs> How long do you require? I think 50 years should be fine. 50 years? You'll be a hundred by then. Oh, the doctor will not return Daganta to me. By then, I will have prepared another to translate his wisdom. Doctor? Very well. Goodbye, Odd. Sorry. Padma Sambhava. I still can't get used to that. Thanks for teaching me the peace mantra. Mind what you have learned, my child. Remember, not all pilgrims travel forever. <laughs> Come along. Back to the ship. So saying, the doctor led his friends out of the courtyard. The gate swung closed behind them. And as the bells of Detson rang out, they started their long walk home. Listening to Doctor Who, The Early Adventures, The Secrets of Detsen by Andy Frankham Allen. The Doctor and Stephen were played by Peter Purvis, Dodo by Lauren Cornelius, Odiana, Paul Courtney Hugh, Pima Tsering, Kerry Goodison, Norbu, Jeremy Ang Jones, and Dorj Lingpa, Jamie Zubari. Other parts were played by members of the cast. The script editor was John Dorney. Sound design and music, Toby Chysek Robinson. Producer, Alfie Shaw. Director, Lisa Bowerman. And executive producers, Nicholas Briggs and Jason Hay Gallery.